Welcome, welcome. Tim Bartz here, Law MacArthur Ford in Salina, Kansas. It is June 21st, 2022 for episode 45 of our live stream here. You can see tonight's topic, how could Ford improve the communication about their orders to customers? Uh, we'll talk about that here in about 29 minutes, 40 seconds or so. Um, of course, you're probably a little delayed there, but um, so we'll, we'll get into that here in just a little bit. I'd like to do that about 30 minutes into the episode, but I do have timestamps down in the description and a bunch of links for all kinds of things down in there as well. Uh, so if you're watching this recorded instead of live with us, you can move around easily in the video. I've had some people ask about that. Uh, also, also, don't forget shout out if you're uh, you know if you have some members in the room uh, thank you thank you for uh, being in here jumping in here I have several of them there with the uh, Law MacArthur um, uh, logos there beside them of course different colors based on how long they've been a member so thank you to my members I really appreciate them if you want to become a member as well really easy to do on any of our videos you can go down there right by the subscribe button uh, is a, a button called join click on that you can learn a little bit more about our membership how much it costs that kind of stuff and get uh, joined to the membership so that's how you would find that I have found out you cannot access that on an iPad so just so you know that uh, you may have to do that through your phone or uh, whether you watch one of our videos on the desktop either way you should be able to get to that uh, or there's a link in the description as well if you want to go that route now of course if you're not subscribed yet hit that red subscribe button down below so you can get subscribed to our channel hit the notification bell you get notified the next time of another video uploaded to our youtube channel hopefully you all are members right now and that's how you found us also we are going to be recording this as a podcast too so i will have a podcast um format of this so if you want to listen to this the next day or something you have 15 different podcasting channels that we're on right now podbean podbean is where we host all of them but you can find them on spotify stitcher iheart uh, pandora uh even the uh apple's version there you got the apple podcast as well all those are right there too so uh, you can check those out there so also, uh, don't forget, if you have any questions, FordVidiaGuy at gmail.com is where you can, I can answer those questions. Uh, Tuesdays, I don't answer, uh, answer a lot of uh, questions back. In fact, I have some emails from this morning, even on the Timothy Bartz, that I need to respond to. So if you're wanting some, wanting to get a vehicle from us or something like that, uh, that's where you go for that Timothy Bartz at gmail uh, so I can get those off to our sales team there. So again, uh, uh, here in just a little bit, we'll get into that. Um, let's see what else here. Recent videos, haven't had a lot of recent videos lately. Uh, uh, my assistant Sarah is back as of Monday. She's part-time working in the afternoons. So I have her back. Uh, she's working on some things for me and she's already edited uh, one of the videos that I did on the Escape. And so you can see the future videos or upcoming videos. We have 2022 Ford Escape, those complete guide videos where we walk through the standard equipment and the different options and such. We'll have that on the uh, Escape S go live tomorrow. SE probably the next day and SEL probably by the end of the week um, as well. And uh, so uh, those videos will be going live soon. Also, we'll be on Facebook uh, live this Thursday answering uh, questions for a complete hour there. So from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time. A link is in the description for that event. Uh, so create an event so you can go to there, save that if you want to. Uh, and don't forget, we uh, am highlighting this again, the Maverick event we have here, here uh, locally we're going to have. It's called uh, Midwest Maverick Meetup is what we're calling that. First annual this year. We're going to do this every year. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. So, you know, we're, we're doing it at Lakewood Park uh, in Discovery Center. So it, there's kind of the picture of the sign. There's a playground. There's a really nice park with lots of shelters and shade. 
they do have frisbee golf course there as well uh, lots of nature trails and such if you want to go hiking there is a nice big pond so bring your canoes bring your kayaks and if you want to bring your fishing poles because there is a nice dock there if you want to do some fishing as well uh, it'll be a lot of fun so we're gonna it'll start at 11 a.m on the 13th uh, and uh, it'll go all day. Well, I'll be there all day. We're going to have some fun, uh, hang out, uh, bring your Mavericks uh, so everybody can see their Mavericks, and ought to be a blast. So we're really excited. We have all kinds of other things planned, too. Uh, we have a rock uh, wall that will be there, too, um, and we'll have food trucks, too, uh, and on the on the premises. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, so And then, of course, some special gifts for those that sign up and are bringing their Mavericks and are coming to the event. So definitely uh, worth it. Um, members, we have something special going on for you as well. So if you're a member, check out your uh, most recent video that went live here in about 15 minutes ago. Um, so there's a little information about that as well. So, um, And then um, don't forget, I, I linked to Johnny Car, uh, Johnny's Car Care and Reviews is down in the description. I'll leave that out th down there each week. I want to make sure people check out his channel because he has, including there's a video in, in, down in the description uh, that he did this uh, this last weekend that will I'm going to talk about a little bit today about the Maverick, but he did a much better job than what I'm going to do today uh, explaining some of that stuff. And uh, he does, he's very good, and uh, I love his insight. Uh, so check out that video as well, and, uh, and make sure you're subscribed to his channel. Um, now, I do want to make sure, yep, I'm right on time, so about five minutes in. So scheduling information. So this week, uh, vehicles that are scheduling. The Bronco is scheduling this week. Uh, it's been, hasn't been scheduling for a while, but it is scheduling for the weeks of 8-1 and uh, also 8 through 8-15. So three weeks of possible uh, dates that you could get scheduled for uh, for the Bronco. Bronco Sport is scheduling this week for several dates through the month of August, August 1st to the 29th, those weeks. Uh, Edge is scheduling this week uh, for the uh, weeks of July 18th and July 25th. Um, and then Escape is scheduling for all the different uh, weeks of August. Uh, no scheduling for the Expedition. It's about the only vehicle that's not scheduling. Uh, there's one other we'll get to in just a little bit. Explorer is scheduling this week as well for the uh, about all the weeks in August as well. First of the 29th. F-150 will be scheduling this week for the weeks of 718 and 725. Uh, a little note on F-150. Uh, smoke quartz, the uh, paint code TQ, uh, are due by Thursday, July 21st. So it's gonna that color is gonna close out early. Uh, it is the color of my lightning, so I'm kind of when I see that note, I kind of like that. And that is a color that's only available at the Dearborn plant. Uh, so there's some motors that that color may not be available in. So kind of like race red. Uh, isn't available on some vehicles as well and that's only available one one of the plants too so um, but anyway that color uh thursday july 21st will you have till then to switch that color uh, at that point you cannot add that color to your build if you need to if you want to change colors on the f-150 lightning we have wave seven invites that have gone out uh, you have this is the last week you have till the 24th to either submit your order if you have a wave seven invite or uh, to put yourself on the wait list. So if you want to extend it to 23 because uh, maybe the pro version or XLT is not available, then you have to do that. You even if you say, hey, I'm going to not going to do mine, so I'm going to leave mine in there. Nope, you'll lose it. So you either have to submit your order or you have to go in there and say, I want to extend to 23. You physically have to do that. You have to do that. The dealer can't do it. The customer has to do that yourself. So just make sure you do that by the 24th of this month, which is just in three days. Maverick is also scheduling this week for the weeks of 8-8 eight, eight and 8-15. So uh, August 8th 
and August 15th. And we've seen some build dates move to those those weeks. So I don't know if there's going to be a lot of scheduling. Uh, we have, uh, they're saying 18 of ours will schedule this week. We only have two previewing right now. Um, so maybe we only have two. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Mustang will also be scheduling for all the weeks in August, August 1st through the 29th. Maki is scheduling this week, uh, July 18th through August 29th. So six weeks that they could put your uh, build in there. Ranger is scheduling for the weeks of uh, August 1st to the 15th. So three weeks there is possible. Uh, Super Duty for the week of July 25th. So that's just in a, a month now. Transit is not scheduling. Uh, Transit Connect van and wagon have the same dates, uh, August 22nd uh, and the 29th. And then moving to the to the Lincoln lineup, we do have Aviator that's scheduling this week for all the all the weeks in August. Uh, no plug-in hybrid though, so you will not get a Grand Touring Edition uh, being scheduled. Uh, Corsair is scheduling this week for the weeks uh, all the weeks in August, so August 1st to the 29th. Nautilus for the weeks of July uh, 18th or July 25th, those weeks. Uh, Navigator is listed as scheduling this week, but it usually goes hand in hand with the expedition, so I'm not sure if it is going to schedule or not. There are no dates listed there, so that makes me think it may not schedule this week. Uh, so just keep that in mind. A couple other dealer notes that I want to point out. Uh, I mentioned last week, but I want to keep mentioning it for a couple weeks. Don't forget, in the description, there's uh, information about that Ford Digital Tow Guide. If you're interested in that, you can go to Ford.com forward slash towing uh, and then there's a link there to get to that uh, so again description the link is in the description and then also the exclusive women's bronco event so the ladies bronco event is going to be july 21st if you want to get signed up i have the link in the description to sign up for that event uh, i think they did say the exclusive to, to ladies that uh, have not gone yet so if you have a bronco coming and you've already already gone to the event it's for uh ladies that have not been to an off rodeo event uh and to be able to not feel intimidated by having the guys there as well and being judged and that kind of thing so i think this is this is a great event and it'll be a lot of fun there's a lot of uh ladies driving broncos right now and uh, it's a, a major impact so i think that's a great event that they're doing on there um and then right on time, so I kind of rehearsed this, so I make sure I get my timing down. But recent recalls, I do want to go over a couple of recalls that have happened recently. One of them is on the Mach-E. Um, the vehicles that are affected are 21 and 22 Mach-E's. Uh, if they were built between May 27th, 2020 through May 24th, 2022. So this would affect some people that should be maybe taking delivery of their Mach-E's this month, next month they may not be taking delivery because the dealerships are not allowed to 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 sell the vehicles that come in until the recall is taken care of so if you have one that's supposed to be arriving that you may have to be able to take uh you know a delivery of right now it may be third quarter before you're going to be able to take delivery of these so let me uh kind of read through this uh, for you um and in the affected vehicles it is possible that the high voltage battery main contactors uh, may overheat which can result in an open uh, contactor or welding condition um, should the contactors weld closed 
while driving, a powertrain malfunction warning light will be illuminated on the next drive cycle along with a no start condition. Uh, if the contactors uh, open while driving, a powertrain malfunction warning light will be illuminated. The vehicle will be display stop safely now in the instrument panel cluster and the vehicle will experience an immediate loss of motive power. The vehicle will coast to a stop and it does say in all 12 volt uh, systems including power brakes and steering will remain functional so uh, they're saying you can continue to drive your vehicles uh, looks like it's going to be a software update that's what i understand possibly a hardware uh, by parts but they said they told dealers do not start an ro if you create an ro then the recall will be um will be rejected so wait until they get information from ford uh, they're saying it could be third quarter before there's a bulletin about it about what they're going to be doing for the recall couple other recalls we do have one that affects a lot of vehicles 2.9 million ford vehicles recalled because of an over uh gear shifting safety defect um and so they're saying there's already a 1630 warranty report so far um, on several vehicles uh, that if the transmission shifts into an unintended gear uh, it could cause the vehicle to move in an unexpected direction increasing the risk of crash so uh, some I think what I've seen actually had a general manager showed me his actual f-150 which is not in here is having the same issue where he might think he's in neutral and he's actually in reverse or drive and so then when you start going you let off you could be you know going forward or backwards so uh it's not it looks like it's not always in a gear that you think it's in so you want to be careful on this so the the vehicles that are affected by this are the 2013 to 2019 ford escape 2013 to 2018 c-max 2013 to 2016 fusion mine's not affected there good thing uh, or my daughter's escape, by the way. 2013 to 2021 Ford, uh, the Transit Connect, and 2015 to 2018 Edge. Uh, so those vehicles, but I do know of an F-150 that it's affected by that. So we'll probably add some other vehicles to that eventually. Uh, but anyway, they says that there will be communication June 27th to dealers. So, uh, and those will probably be going out in your Ford Pass app, letting you notify those as well as something in the mail for you. Uh, also, Ford uh, Bronco, 21 and 22 Ford Bronco recall on the child safety lock malfunction. So the passenger side rear door, so be your four doors, uh, where you can lock out those child and child safety locks. I mentioned all my videos when it comes to safety concerns, uh, but that uh, is not always working. Uh, so if it, it was if your uh, Bronco was built between September 23rd, 2020 and April 11th, 2022, uh, you could be affected by this and so you'll need to go in and have that replace the lock replaced free of charge to your dealer uh, it does say that uh, the communication to for uh, will go out july 25th to uh, 2022 so if you contact your dealer they may not know what you're talking about yet uh, that's going to go out here coming up real shortly in july july about a month now i guess uh, to be able to fix that so and that's just people that use a child safety lock to lock those doors for your kids so those that's what will be affected uh, if you don't use the child safety locks you don't have to be concerned about it too much uh, but just know that if you do have kids back there maybe move them to the other side and <laughs> something like that but anyway um so now let's get into the is it true so is it true for this week so i did get someone that uh, that emailed me and said that they had heard and uh, they talked to ford customer support and they uh, uh to get an update on their 22 maverick hybrid order the agent told them that Ford was opening the gates to start taking orders for the 23 Maverick in the middle of July. 
So what do you guys think? Is it true or not true? I should have you guys start voting on this. So what do you think? Thumbs up if you think that is true. Thumbs down if you think it's not true. Of course, there'll be a delay in this. So I'm going to give you a few seconds to go ahead and put that in before you hear my response. So I do have like a 10 or 15 second delay on when I'm talking versus when it comes over to the stream. Is my audio going up and down? Might need to lower this. So we do have some loud rain behind me, and it's probably trying to, it's tricking my mic here a little bit. All right. False. Nope. False. Okay. So it is false. It is not true. If it was true, I probably would have put out some memo and telling you that. Is my mic really loud? How's it sounding? My mic okay? So a lot of you are saying it's not true. So some of you say you have no idea. It is not true. I did contact the brand manager. Brand manager said that this is not true. They're still planning for August 15th as the date. Uh, and that, of course, that date could move around, just so you know that. Because uh, we were told on the expedition that expedition would be... Um, is my mic just really high? Really hot in here. Let me bring it down just a little bit. How's that sound? Okay. I want to make sure I'm not blaring you guys out there. There you go. Um, so I could. Uh, so you might need to raise your volume up because I just lowered my mic down a little bit. Um, so okay, it was good. All right. So I had a, like a red line there where it was really loud. So I want to make sure I didn't blow you guys out. But yeah, it is. Um, that's not true. They are intending for the August 15th date, um, but that could change because you know expedition. They told us it was going to be June. Uh, we have not gotten any information on Expedition. I finally got an email back from the brand manager for Expedition saying it's going to be fall, which is really two months after what they said they were going to start for 23. Uh, but just keep that in mind. Those dates could change a little bit. Um, so there you go. Um, now, I wanted to answer, I do have some other Ford news, uh, just a couple articles I wanted to go over um, that I think were kind of fun. So... As rain is really coming down <laughs> out here so hopefully you guys can't hear that but so, so there's a couple articles i want to go through on the one of them is the 2023 ford escape so it is getting a refresh for this year and they finally found some of it where it is now uncovered and you could see what's going on so go show you some pictures here of that so you can see the new look and refresh to the ford escape for this year i like the look of it looks like they've brought those headlights they're a little bit thinner there uh, with a LED light on the top over there coming down and even an LED light across the grill which is something new we haven't seen that on a lot of Ford vehicles other than the lightning uh, so I wonder if you know this is a, an image of all of them will have the LED light or like SE on above or something or if it's something that maybe it's going to be on hybrid or plug-in I don't know but grill looks um, kind of refreshed as well even a smaller fog light there so I like the look of it there on the front and even on, on the side, uh, there's going to be, let me get this one image out of the way. There you go. Even over on the side, you'll see, normally you're going to see some molded in black on the lower uh, rocker molding and around the wheel lip molding. It's all painted on this one. So it's going to be all painted along there. And we don't know what trim level this might be. This could be an upper trim level where maybe it is molded in black on a, maybe a base or an SE. Um, but when we go up to maybe this is a titanium, you know, it's hard to tell. It is a new wheel design. So uh, just, we're just, I guess, wait to see. And the tail lights look a little bit different as well. So like the look of it. We know it's going to get a bigger interior screen. 
Um, Touchscreen and such, it'll be bigger for this year. Probably go to the Sync 4A like the Edge has, is my assumption, um, or something similar to that. Um, so, uh, nice refresh there. Now, also something that, uh, an, Im an image that came out for, the, now these are all articles that are linked down in the description, by the way. That last one I talked about on the, the Escape, as well as this one here on the Maverick. So Ford Authority, as you can see the image there, they have some great articles. You need to kind of follow them. I follow them on Twitter and get those, you know, updated right away. But this is uh, was uh, seen out uh, driving around. Uh, so you can uh, really what they're saying is if you notice uh, over here on the side, let me show you this. Um, you can see there on the side that this is, they're thinking this is an all-wheel drive hybrid version because on the door, uh, you can see that battery right there. And the orange handle usually means there's some electricity going, current going to that, that part of the vehicle. And then you can also peeking out at the top, it says FX4 decal over there. So they know this is an all-wheel drive. Looks like it's a hybrid or a Lariat as well. And I'll talk a little bit more about this in a second. Uh, but it does look like it could be a hybrid version, um, you know, possibly. Uh, you know, is it a plug-in hybrid version? You know, I know, uh, again, this is a great, this is a great video that um, Johnny does um that he talks about this and he does goes into a lot more than what i am going to of course but i think it's a, a possibility of what's what's to come in the future now again keep in mind they test these for sometimes six months to a year before they actually come to market so even though we're seeing this now we don't that doesn't mean it's going to be a 23 new edition it could be 24 so keep that in mind uh if we see that there's not an all-wheel drive hybrid uh coming in, in 23 um, we can't be upset with that because it could take them some time to get that. But I could see an all-wheel drive hybrid being in our future. Uh, now, I will go back to this, this picture here for a second because something I noticed that the article didn't talk about is this is a uh, Lariat version. You can see it does have the same grille as the Lariat, has adaptive cruise control, which is available in the Lariat. But notice the grille, the two-bar grille, that is black. And also the Ford emblem is blacked out as well. So this is, I think, for me, it's also an appearance package that we're probably going to see coming to uh, the Maverick, which I really thought was going to happen anyway for 23, as a possibly a black appearance package or some sort of sport appearance package coming to the Maverick as well to the XLT and Lariat trims, I believe. Uh, so that's that's kind of cool seeing some of that uh, those those out there. There was a second one that was seen. Um, by Ford Authority like a day or two later um, that with these images here. So this is a little bit different. They Now, I wouldn't wor worry about too much the bed cover there, but they took the grill off completely here, and they're driving this around. Uh, and so this is a different uh, prototype here, it looks like, that they're testing out. So, But this in here, we can actually get a little bit closer. Um, if you look there, they actually, uh, if you look real closely to that battery that's uh, that's over there on the door, this one actually says, um, if you can, I can actually see it. I don't know if you can see it there, but it says PHEV. That's plug-in hybrid there. So this, I believe, is testing a plug-in hybrid version for the Maverick, which I think is great news for us in the future. And again, plug-in hybrid could be a year out. Uh, so that's why I, I could see uh, possibly seeing a hybrid all-wheel drive this year and a plug-in hybrid next year, possibly. So... Um, anyway, so I think that's some some good news for us as we look at that this is a, a vehicle they're going to keep adding to and, and and you know make it better each year. So some really good news there, uh, I think, and kind of kind of cool to kind of see some of those things there. So um, let's see, we got about seven minutes or so. So a couple other things, uh, articles, and again, these are all articles linked in the description 
if you want to read those. Uh, one article that I did uh, see on the expedition. So 2022 Ford Expedition, the, the title on this, this is a uh, is um, Ford Authority article. Um, I believe it's Ford Authority. Am I right there? I'm going to go down my original notes here. Um, it is a, yes, it's a Ford Authority um, article here uh, that they found where Consumer Reports um, said that the Expedition is better than the Chevy Tahoe. So, um, of course, they, you know, they kind of mentioned that, you know, regardless, uh, the uh, Consumer Reports found some critical, uh, some criticism with the Tahoe, including it's not terribly great fuel economy. Neither is the Expedition, by the way. Um, subpar braking performance, uh, poor front and rear visibility, uh, and push button gear shifter, gear selector, is, uh, it's a bit clunky to operate. Third row legroom isn't as good as the Expedition, and taller passenger uh, passengers found a lack of headroom in the second row even. Uh, finally, the number of driver assist features that are standard on the Expedition are optional on the Tahoe. I like hearing that, of course, because I do have an Expedition. I think it's a great vehicle. I have not driven the Tahoe, so I wouldn't be able to compare. But they do have, this is, of course, based on Consumer Reports, are um, uh, calling the 2022 Ford Expedition a nicer vehicle overall with a powerful and refined powertrain, a nicer interior, and more standard features coupled with a with solid reliability. In terms of overall scores, Expedition wins handily with a 73 versus Tahoe's 39 so total uh, affected in a big way by the Tahoe's predicted reliability score of one out of five. So if you got an expedition or one on order, still don't know where the heck it's at, um, <laughs> which is why we're going to talk about that in today's topic. Um, but we'll get into that. Uh, but, you know, right there. Um, so expedition is a great vehicle. And, um, you know, I'm a person that I like a lot of the Ford vehicles. I think they're very well made. Uh, a lot of them are so um, but you know, there'll be, there'll be some issues here and there. Also, there's an article linked. I won't go over this in too much. Uh, I'll get to some questions here. So if you do have some questions, throw them in there right now. Um, cause I am going to, um, answer some questions before we get into the topic here. Um, but real quickly, before we do uh, answer those, uh, Ford does have a, and they opened a, an online database, historical database for the uh, Ford heritage vault is what they're calling it. Um, that is debuted. So, uh, the article in the description, I actually haven't read the whole article, uh, but I thought it was pretty cool to, to include. But, um, you know, they have um, has 119 years of history. Um, and when this art, when this uh, article was written, it was 119 years to that day. Uh, so there's sketches, photos of historical vehicles and all kinds of stuff in there. So I think you'll find that. So check out that that article as well. Five thousand photos and product brochures available on the site uh, dating way uh, all the way back to 1903 up to the company's centennial year 2003 uh so anyway so that took them over two years uh to curate so anyway it's pretty cool I'm, i'll check that out uh probably tonight um and anyway so pretty cool article there so let's get into some questions here i do have one uh one that i want to talk about that elijah had um uh, messaged me about and i've actually been in correspondence with him on facebook about his vehicle order and so we'll get into that in a second because it kind of actually almost highlights going into our topic. So I'll get when we get closer to that, we'll look at his question. But Robert had a question here. It says, is it possible to fully charge the battery of a plug-in hybrid uh, by just driving? Or is a plug-in uh, the, uh, the only option? 
So it'll have regenerative braking and it'll and charge up some of the battery, but even on the hybrid, I even, you know, I have a hybrid and uh, Fusion the other day I drove uh, for the day and I even couldn't get the battery all the way up to the top. Uh, you will need to plug it in to get it fully topped off for you. And the great thing about a plug-in hybrid that I like is that you can go in an all EV mode. So, you know, uh, most of those can go, you know, uh, several um, miles, you know, on a total EV mode going just on the battery using regenerative braking to, to help you. Um, and I think that's great because then you can, you know, hey, if I'm driving around the city, you know, I can use going all electric mode, going and plug in at night and such. And then if you want to go out of town and you don't want to have that, you know, the mileage fear uh, or range fear or whatever, uh, then you don't have to worry about it because you still have gas. So you can do that, fill up real quickly and get back on the road. So it's a great vehicle if it's your family vehicle that you're going to go out of town with as well as in town. You can go in all electric, not use any fuel, back and forth to work and that kind of thing. But if you want to go out of town, you have that flexibility. So it's a great option. Um, you know, that's really the, probably the best option of all, especially for those that have an EV that have range anxiety. Plug-in hybrid is the way to go. And I think that's why, you know, if we get a plug-in hybrid um, maverick man that you guys will be set there all right judy said uh, tim was mine uh, rescheduled didn't get a ford comp communication i am not sure judy let me look here got a minute here left so see if we can pull that up you know what i might have to you might have to remind me of your order number i know it starts with a d and ends in an s but outside of that i'm not sure you might have to remind me of that so we might have to do that here after I get to my topic here. Uh, so let me, uh, I'll get back to you, Judy. I'm not gonna forget you here, but um, CR says, can you update us on the constraint percentage for this week? Um, yeah, I can do that. Let me get through the topic here and then I can go over some of those. You might ask uh, what model. So a specific model, I'll go over any of them, any of the models, but you might actually break down and let me know what model you're interested in and we can co cover that. Um, topic won't take too long. So here in just a little bit, we'll get into that. Um, so now, in fact, let's go ahead. We got about 30 minutes. So let me get into Elijah. So Elijah had an order here that he ordered back in October, October 14th is when he ordered. And, um, then his uh, dealership submitted his order, but did not submit all the paperwork into ROVP until later. So his was enrolled. Uh, they said the enrollment date was 11 four. So that's the date they are actually submitted into the ROVP paperwork. Um, and so his did not get submitted right away. So which kind of leads into this communication for Ford here. So how can Ford improve their communication? Um, you know, my first initial thought was once the order is actually built, how can they communicate and track something? But also, um, you know, there's some communication they can give us even while that order is waiting, right? Um, maybe they can access, right now you can already go on and track whether when you have a VIN number and such, you know, it'd be really nice if we can have a way, if you have an order number to be able to track and get more information. There's so many people that are flooding, you know, the Ford customer support lines because they're wanting to know how their order, is their order scheduled or not this week? And they're only making a weekly call. Did mine get scheduled this week? Do I have a scheduled build date? And they, you know, Ford customer support can look it up. Maybe what they need to do is have that same type of system to where they have their dealer that they ordered with along with their order number and that they can actually look up and see whether or not their what status their order is without having to call for customer support or without calling the dealer. 
because uh, we can all be under the same understanding that not all dealers are created equal, right? Not all dealers do it the same way. Some dealers are like, yeah, you know, like I even answer it right here on the live stream. Yeah, I'll look up your order real quick. You know, and if you call a dealer, yeah, they might, hey, let me, let me look it up. Let me go to manager and let me call you back. You know, you might have some that are willing to do that. But then you have other dealers that are like, you know, you just need to wait for Ford to contact you. And they're not willing to look that up. And so we need to have a, a way that, that you can do that. And so I think that this would be a, a great system where, where maybe they could do that, some, something like that. So if the Ford customer support people can, are able to look it up, make it to where it's available online that we can look it up as well. So I think that'd be something uh, that we can we could maybe see happen. Now, something else that I think that even uh, once you are, you know, you're scheduled, you can even see, you know, why not like for as dealers, we have the, uh, access to vehicle visibility where we can uh, take that order number, we can look it up and we can see where it's at, what's, what the status is and where it is in that process. We can see when the dates get moved, just like Judy here who wants us to, to look, wants me to look up her order and see when uh, if her order has moved around because that happens a lot and uh, as we see more and more constraints that happens so find ways that that they can just look that up themselves on you know online and given that information so they can do that i think that would be great i don't think it would be too difficult i think the fear is is that um people won't always understand it or they may not uh, interpret it the correct way and that might be a reason why ford's doing that so i don't think it's ford's intent to not communicate with you i think it's that you know they don't want to you know they don't want to give you bad news let's just be honest you know they you know that's that's really i think the biggest thing is is that um they don't want to be able to give you negative news that when they have something out there when they promote things in media and such it needs to be in a positive uh positive message right and so they they want to give you positivity and so when your vehicle gets scheduled and giving you an email hey it's a positivity thing right and not giving you any uh, communication that says sorry to tell you that you're not scheduled yet but one thing I found in the different Maverick groups and such is that a lot of people, they just want some sort of, some sort of news, right? Even if it's bad news. There's a lot of times where I've talked to you guys about the vehicles that aren't scheduled this week and that week and this, this and that. And you guys are saying, well, it's not the news I wanted to hear, but at least I know now, right? And I think Ford needs to get that message as well is that I think customers just want to know. They just want to know. You know, if their, you know, their vehicle has a recall, it's good to know that, right? Or are these other communications? Now, I will also add to this. There is a way right now that Ford does have available on already built vehicles. So let's go into that part of the system, that part of the process too. So once your vehicle is built, it's scheduled to plant and it's been built, right? All these vehicles now have embedded modems. You have a way to track it. You have a way to communicate that. Um, you know, maybe we can have, hey, you get that VIN number, put it in the Ford Pass. When that vehicle goes through the line, you know, you know, go ahead and activate it. So put your, your VIN number in your Ford Pass app and, and create your app and activate it. And then that way, when it comes through the line, they can then do that. And maybe, maybe it can't be done in that type of process. And maybe you have to put the VIN number in and then activate it. And there has to be somebody physically in the vehicle to activate it. I get that. And that's possible but i think there's more to that because ford can track vehicles that have been delivered to dealers so we have in our internal system um, where they can actually see where every single one of our vehicles are that's been delivered to the dealership and i'll tell you they have not been activated in the four pass app so there is a way around that so maybe ford could initiate that 
so that so that people could see that. Now we do know it's only when you actually start the vehicle and shut it off, wherever you shut it off, that's the location it's gonna track to. So they know that's where it should be sitting, right? When you shut it off. But the same way on your, your built vehicles. So they start it up, they put it on the rail, they turn it off. It is now on the rail. So when they when a customer would be looking at that, they'd be able to see it was put on the rail. They can look at the tracker. Hey, it's been put, you know, if this is the process, it has been built, it has been sent to the rail and you can actually see the location is at the rail. Now, when that rail gets to, like in our instance, it gets to Kansas City and that vehicle gets started up, gets pulled off of the, the rail and gets off the ramp and in Kansas City and they shut it back off at whatever lot it's at, now we know that. Now, here's the other thing. Here, the only bad thing about that is you're gonna have people that don't wanna go up and look at their vehicle, right? Then you're gonna have these flood of people going to these different lots wherever they're at and so I can see why that would be a great reason why Ford wouldn't do this type of system. That could be a real big problem for them. So, you know, you gotta, we gotta look at it that way and like, you know, we're not, Ford's not trying to not give you information, but if they let you know exactly that, hey, your vehicle's sitting in Kansas City, it's at this intersection and this intersection, what are you gonna do if you live close to that? You're gonna go try to look for it and go see it. Oh, there's my vehicle, right? And then, you know, you're gonna be maybe in it's not in the best neighborhood or something, I don't know. But that's something to always think about is that Ford's maybe not not trying to not give you a com communicate with you, but they're com trying to communicate you in the best way that they know how at this point or they're able to do or that it's the safest as well. Um, so anyway, so just a thought out there it would be kind of nice. Um, you know, I didn't think about the possibility that you, if you can track it when it gets off the ramp, you know exactly where it's at in Kansas City. Um, but just like with us, we can't go up to Kansas City if we can't pick up a vehicle. So if we know that a vehicle in Kansas City has been there for three weeks, we can't go and get it. We're not allowed to do that. We can't touch it. We can't do anything with it. Um, you know, some we've had vehicles there for three months. Uh, we didn't just go from Kansas City to here uh, for some reason. So, um, you know, you can't do it. Sometimes they pull them off of the truck and then they realize it's got a dead battery or something or there's something else wrong with it. Maybe there was a cracked windshield uh, when it got off or something like that. And so what they'll do sometimes is if they see something like that, they'll take care of it there before delivering it onto the dealership. So wherever they can, they can take care of that. Sometimes we do see that. So there's kind of my thoughts on the communication and maybe some things and some ideas here. And, um, and I think Ford does a, a phenomenal job through a lot of the process. You know, they make a, a lot of vehicles, you know, you know, a lot of people have been waiting a long time for the vehicle. I'm one of those. My, my expedition was, you know, built March 29th. I still haven't received it yet. I'm just like, I'm in the same boat as some of you out there. Um, you know, Broncos that have been, you know, waiting, waiting to get built. I will tell you this, those Ford employees and factory workers are working their butts off. They're doing everything they can. It's not their fault. It's, I don't even believe it's really Ford's fault. You know, the, really the fault here is these constraints on a lot of these vehicles. So, you know, we have F-150s. Uh, we just got a big, about two or three truckloads of stock F-150s instead of some retail ones. Well, why? Well, that's because all those were had ships in them were built before there was an issue there, and they were waiting to be shipped. These are vehicles that have been setting probably since January that are now arriving to the dealership because of chip shortage. Um, and so we're starting to see some of those finally being delivered. So, um, so anyway, get you know I know that um, you know I kind of I like to try to give suggestions just like I did the Maverick video of here's some things maybe you know Maverick is a great vehicle but here's maybe a couple things we could do you know to make it even better and uh, that's just my thought is that maybe uh, and maybe I know Ford's working on something they did I didn't hear that they are 
uh, coming up with a better uh, system that they hope to be in place by the end of the year. So um, we'll see what Ford has to come up with. But, you know, I, I found with Ford, uh, one of the reasons I kind of like them is, is that they always are trying to listen and trying to make things better and have a better system. So I, that's what I like about Ford. And uh, so let's just, uh, you know, I know it's been a long time and a lot of you have vehicles on order for a long time, but let's try to give them some time to come up with a good system uh, that'll work that that will be a, the best system for everybody there all right so let's go back into these questions so um yeah yar go ahead and tell me what model you'd like to get uh, constraint information on i'll let you know that percentages they haven't changed since uh i talked about them a couple weeks ago if you watch that if you didn't see that then i can go over those for you so chris said i finally got a scheduled date uh for my f350 congrats after seven months, uh, I removed spray and bedliner four months ago. Can I add it again now that I have a vent? No, um, you cannot do that. You can't, once you get scheduled with the build date, that vehicle is locked in the way it's scheduled. They scheduled it based on how it was equipped and how the order was. So if you start adding things, well, that could totally mess up the factory. So they won't let you add things. They will let you change colors and that's about it. They sometimes will let you take off things but you can't you can't really change that right at this point in time. All right, Scott said, "Oh, I just went by a bunch of questions here, didn't I? Uh, I did. Maybe super duty constraint list. Okay, I'll go over that. All right, and then Judy D fifty five S. So let me look up Judy's order real quick here." And uh, hopefully I didn't miss um, some questions there because my my screen skipped on me there. All right. All right, Judy, looks like you're scheduled for the week of August 15th. Not sure if that moved anymore. I know um, Derek can ask me what it was um, last week. Uh, hopefully it didn't move anymore for you. Uh, Interested in Super D constraints. Okay, I'll get to that. Um, Mike said, if dealers are not adding value uh, to online orders, uh, why even uh, make customers go through a dealer? Not adding value. Good. Yeah, that's a good point. So hopefully, you know, that's that's the thing is what dealers should be doing. So, you know, talking about the EV and doing a strictly online order and having it delivered right to your door is that you know you get your vehicle and maybe you can figure some of those things out on your own and maybe somebody does a youtube videos on how to do some of these things uh, but you're kind of relying on other people's you know teaching you how to use your vehicle hopefully the correct dealers are good dealerships and the ones that are going to be uh, are going to be allowed to be ev dealers are going to be ones that do a great um, walk around and a great presentation and teach you how to use your ev vehicle right because that's that's really what I, when i I've been in sales for 20, 21, 22 years now, you know, and back then it was really important to show customers how to, how to use and how to operate their vehicle. Um, kind of funny in our house, um, because my wife's one of those that wants to be real excited and start driving her vehicle. And, uh, there are some things she doesn't know how to do on her vehicle. And she always says, well, my salesperson didn't show me. <laughs> so I always laugh and I'm like, that's because you didn't slow down and let me show you. But um, that, you know, seriously, though, that's what, you know, salesman is there for is to show you how to use your vehicle, um, you know. So uh, my, my daughter has a 2020 Ford Escape. Went on, she's going on vacation, and she didn't know that her seat, her Escape could slide forward and back. I said, well, you can slide that forward and put more cargo in the back. She didn't know that. 
So, and I said, I'm sure I showed you that. And she goes, you probably did. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was too excited. So, which is another, you know, another thing. So sometimes that's why Ford has always said, hey, have, have customers come back and do a second um, demonstration because a lot of times they're excited. They've been there for the dealership a couple hours, whatever, you know, do a second uh, demo. But that's what the salesman's job is, is to present that vehicle and show you how to use your vehicle and be there for questions down the road afterwards. If you're struggling on how to use something or operate your vehicle, they're there to help you with that. So good dealership, good salesman will be there for you after the sale. All right. Jeff said, uh, what do, um, what to do to make your Maverick a 23 and how will it co uh, affect cost and build date? Uh, will adding splash guards, I, yeah, I would say adding some accessories uh, to it that are in constraint. One of them splash guards, bed extender, um, bed mat. Those are things that are constraints. Um, very low numbers getting scheduled with those on, excuse me, with those on there. Uh, that's a way to, to try to push it to 23. Uh, we did have somebody this week that wanted, they decided that instead of an XLT, they wanted a Lariat trim. So I said, he says, well, if I do it now, then yeah, it'll affect my build date, but I ordered on the last day anyway. So that really wouldn't push me back anywhere, but I'd still be ahead of the 23s. But if I wait to 23 to do it, then, um, won't that affect me and put me to the back of the line and even into the 23 orders. And I'm like, that's a good idea. Let's go ahead and do that but you can't. So Ford has locked that out. So I'm not able, we're not able to switch somebody from uh, on trims. They have locked out and built out the, the trim level. So you're not even able to do that. So the best way to do it is by adding some accessories. All right, Deb from, uh, is that Minnesota? Uh, they could build observation platforms to see our vehicles, uh, kind of like the window in the hospital. Um, I have actually toured the Rouge plant before, and there are some, some of those decks up there where you can see things over there. Um, I think somebody had mentioned uh, somewhere, hey, what, there should just be cameras so we can always uh, look, you know, go to the cameras or go to the website to see the cameras. I will tell you why they probably won't do that is because sometimes they're taking new products through there and building new products that they haven't told the public or showed the public yet. And so sometimes that happens. So that'd be one reason why you wouldn't see probably that, that being initiated where they can do that. So, all right, Marsha. Oh, man. All right, um, there you go. Marsha said, uh, if Maverick is scheduled for weeks 8.8 8 and 8.15 and I don't hear anything this week, does that mean my Maverick Lux 360 will move to 23? No, because they're building into October. So we're, we're still talking about August build dates. We still have September and October yet. So they're going to be scheduling most of this month for probably the month of August, maybe end a little bit into September, and then next month for September and October. All right. So Maverick constraint percentage and somebody said Super Duty as well. So let's go over let's go over those real quick. I don't want to. I know I promised that to someone earlier. So let's do Super Duty first. Um, those percentages haven't changed from the start of the this month. Um, they'll they'll continue for that month. So um, over here is where you can see me. So Super Duty is for the twin panel moonroof is um, 22, 22 to 28%. So pretty low number, um, basically about one of every fourth, about every four vehicles will have the twin panel moonroof if it's on your order. Platform running boards, it's saying 18 to 24%. Again, varies by dealer, it says, probably by the allocation numbers. Um, the engine 6.2 liter is 20 to 30%, whereas the 6.7 liter is 60 to 70%. So that's um, pretty good there. And then the... Um, 
the axle, the M275 axle, the electronic locking that you find on the body codes X3J and X3E. Those are both a cabin chassis 350 super cabs and X4M, which is a 450 uh, super cab. Um, those are 20 to 25%. And then your lariats with the quad beam LED headlights, fog lights, and tail lights, 59Q, are 25 to 35%. So if you have a lariat with the quad beams, that might be something that's holding up your order. So, um, And then Maverick. Maverick numbers haven't changed any. Uh, hybrid, they are doing hybrid at 50%, though. They have changed that, even though it says 40 in here. They did tell us they're scheduling 10, like we're supposed to get 20 allocations, 10 EcoBoost 10 hybrids from what I understand. Um, tonneau coverage is still a low percentage. Uh, soft tonneau is the best one at 12%. Uh, hard hard uh, trifold is at 3%. Roll-up is at 2%. Bed mats at 2%. Protective fender film, 2%. Um, spray and bed liner, uh, that's the optional spray and liner, not the one with the package, 37%. Bed tray is 1%. Bed extender, 3%. Uh, your luxury packages, the XLT is 14%, whereas the Lariat Luxury is 13%. Splash Guards is 4%. Um, and then your hybrid, the same 40. Uh, Copilot 360 is 32%. Uh, so those are the constraints for those. So again, you know, I, I saw I saw somebody post on Facebook that, hey, I have an order, a June order, you know, um, that's not scheduled yet. You know, it was an, another dealer actually was in there asking about it. How can I get mine scheduled? Any ideas? And I said, well, I'm assuming it's a hybrid with a Lux package and Copilot 360. Um, that's that's a given. Uh, that's probably not what's holding it up, really, because they're wanting to try to pull those. Um, but, you know, take off any of the other, other things. Tonneau cover. They said, well, it's got a tonneau cover and a bed extender, but they should still still schedule that. I'm just I'm still telling you if, you, if you have these things on your orders, take them off. Because the more constraint items, if you ha already have the Lariat with the luxury package and the Copilot 360, those are three items that are on the constraint list. Why add two or three more? Because the more constraint items you have, the more likely they're going to pass your order up. You know, they might pull one with one or two constraints or maybe three, but if you have five constraint items on your order, they're going to pass it up for sure. So definitely take those off. And I don't know. I've been a bit at big advocate. Maybe it's because we have a great killer aftermarket department that can get these supplies and can get them put on their vehicles. But bed covers, bed mats, these are all things you can add to your vehicle the day they come in or even a month later. Um, splash guards, um, you know, bed extenders. Bed extenders can be, you can get that through accessories.ford.com. Even have it at your house before the vehicle gets there and put it on yourself. Um, you know, bed mat, that's just something you just slide in. Um, tonneau covers, um, you can put those on in about 30 minutes on your own. I could do it myself and I'm not very good at mechanically inclined at all. I, I mess with a lot of things up around my house. I can, I can put a bed cover on. So um, those are some of the constraint items for that. So kind of passionate about that but i see a lot of people not scheduled and um you know we had someone recently i i actually found and i believe that the looms bed lighting is also holding up builds because we have several of our uh, orders that have just like have that particular uh, dio on their order along with some others uh so this this week we had one of our customers i said please take it off so they did they have three other dios on their order they took that off and is now previewing this week to be scheduled. So I think the looms bed lighting is something that maybe they're having a hard time getting in stock because that is something the dealer would install. So it's not something they install at the factory. But if you have the looms bed lighting, I would take that off your order too. That's just, 
I mean, who am I? I'm just, just, just a guy at a Ford dealer, but I don't know. I saw a lot of our orders that were got, got overlooked by other orders that, that were after them. And the only common denominator I had on a several of them was the looms bed lighting. So just, just saying that, but that out there, uh, maybe Ford could update their system with the two, uh, tin cans and a piece of shape for now. That's funny. Yeah. All right. John says, uh, I've had a build week now for three weeks in a row of August 8th for my Maverick. That means a good chance my Maverick will be built on August 8th. It could move. Uh, we don't really know. It's really hard to tell, um, but that could move. All right. Zeke uh, says, if you get a Maverick Lariat, uh, since there is no key, um, how would you get into the vehicle if the battery dies, assuming the keypad does not work? All right. Let me show you. I have my Bronco here with that same exact key. And so, actually, let me, I'm not even looking at what the camera's looking at. So, okay, so I have this key right here. So it's my, of course, it has a Roush on it, but um, right in here, you have a little button on there. So you pull that, push that, and you pull it. There's the key. So that's the same type of key you're going to have on your Maverick Lariats. And there will be, uh, there is a keyhole. So then you just take that key, put it in the keyhole, manually open up your door. Uh, and then you can pop the hood to go ahead and start your vehicle. So that's how that would work. Uh, so that's how you can get in your vehicle. If your remote's dead as well, great way, you know, let's say the remote's dead, but the car's not, and you can't get it to work for some reason, you just pull that key out and then you, you, you turn it and that's how you get into it. So I actually go over that in a lot of my videos. Of course, I haven't had a Maverick to do, um, but yeah, there's how you go. That's how you do that. All right, uh, on tank. Okay, and I'm way pro probably way behind on my on my uh, my um, questions here, so I apologize. Uh, see, I was on Ford Chat today and told and told I have a delivery date of eight twelve for my Maverick. That's a long ways out, but she can't give me a build date. Uh, she said that I've received an email when the build is scheduled. Um, which you probably didn't, I don't think people are getting those emails right now. Um, if you have, if they're giving you delivery date, that means your vehicle is probably built, but it's probably, it's a hybrid and they're having issues with the hybrid batteries. I kind of mentioned that last week. Um, so that's probably why you have a delivery date already. Um, so anyway, so that's why they, they probably can't see the actual, if it's already been built, built and it has a delivery date, then that's probably why they can't see. Um, when it was scheduled to be built. So, all right. So T8619 said, when will 2022 model stop building? October 21st. That I'm, I'm assuming you're talking Maverick. Um, that's on the Maverick. All right. Usually uh, they, they'll, they'll produce, they'll have a closeout date, which means that's the last one's being built. And usually scheduling for the next model year or the order banks for the next model year is going to be two months prior to that because they need to take start taking orders and they'll schedule about a month ahead and that's how that'll usually work that's why on the maverick and a lot of vehicles actually october november is the the build out for that and they're scheduling in august so they can get those orders coming in and switched over and start scheduling out for uh, those october and november build dates 
All right, uh, Marsha said, uh, so how far away is your closest airport and does Southwest fly in there? Thinking about 23s. Um, yes, we have Wichita is our closest Southwest Airlines airport, which is about about an hour and 15 minutes from here. Uh, we do free pickup there, of course. Um, we do have an airport here in Salina, uh, but it is United. Um, so just so you know that, and they're very limited on their times on the flights coming in, uh, there, uh, as well there. So, um, all right. All right. David said, added my Maverick to Ford pass. It says vehicle exists. I know is still there. Okay. So yeah. And again, you can't, unless somebody's inside and they verify, cause when you put your vehicle in, you put the VIN number in, you hit the, to activate it. You have to be inside the vehicle to press the screen to actually connect it. Unless somebody is there to do that, when you do it, it won't be activated. So what could happen is you can try to activate it. I did this in my Bronco and it didn't work. You can try to activate it. If that driver that puts it on the rail or takes it off the rail, puts it, you know, takes it off the ramp. If they see it on the screen, they might press it. Um, that's how you'd maybe be able to get that. And again, where you're going to get that is once the vehicle gets shut off, that's the location it's going to show you. So if I were to get in my vehicle right now, it's showing right now that I'm, I'm right here at the dealership. So if I get in it and I go home, it's not going to give me a location. It's still going to say it's here until I actually get home and shut the vehicle off. Then it'll show me the location at home. So hopefully that makes sense there. So um, we've had delivery driver where people have done that. We always, anybody that, you know, has one shipped from here to them, um, we always activate their Ford Pass modem for them. They'll see that it was picked up here. And then like uh, we had somebody that had that kept looking at it and it showed that it was put at somewhere, somewhere else. And they said, well, why was it started there? Uh, well, they probably pulled it off of a, like a car hauler and pulled another one in. And that's why it was showing that location. So, um, and they thought they could track it between here and there, you know, as it's moving and it, it won't let you do that. All right. So Keith said to my agree on the topic, uh, my Bronco dealer tells me nothing. Doesn't tell uh, if being previewed, what allocations are, et cetera. They act like information doesn't exist. Well, and I think some dealers don't feel like they can share that information. Um, and I actually get permission from our general manager on some of those things and say, you think, even on tonight's topic, I wasn't sure if that's something that I should branch into. But one of the things is that we're, a, you know, we believe in Ford wholeheartedly. Um, but there's always things they want to get in, input from us. Um, actually, I actually requested they were, they're wanting to have a consumer experience um, panel um, of, of dealers and, and, and salespeople and such that want to be on there to, to see how they can make a great customer experience and such and come up with some great, you know, policies and things that they can give out to dealers and i actually requested to be on that and i wasn't able to get on that for some reason um i think it was just because they had too many people that already asked to be on it uh, but you know there are you know dealer cancels out there and such for different things but sometimes you know getting more heads and getting more information and more suggestions is always good and they're always willing to get suggestions and that's what's great and that's why you know i thought it'd be a good topic for tonight to be able to give them those suggestions so he said, I want to change to Law MacArthur uh, so I can uh, be told weekly uh, I won't be built. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and you can't transfer an order. Once you order with a dealer, it's with that dealer. You cannot transfer an order over to another dealer, uh, unfortunately. But All right, so Scott said, how many Broncos do you still have scheduled? What is the oldest order not scheduled? Um, we still have 17 of our original 21 orders not scheduled yet. 
So uh, we just looked that up recently. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we still have 17 from the first people that put in reservations uh, and ordered back. Uh, I think March 17th was the order date, uh, 2021. Um, was that? Yeah, 2021. So we still have 17 of those original Broncos not scheduled. All of them are. If we look at them, they're all like either wild trucks or Badlands. Um, so. Uh, some people actually have decided to, to wait because there's some people that want to see how hard tops do and such. So we do actually have a couple people that are 99 and they are holding off their orders because they're hoping for a different color or because um, Ford did say eventually they do a painted hard top. And so um, some people are going to wait to 23 and if they don't get the painted, then they're going to go ahead and put their order in at that point for 23. So we've had a couple of people that are keeping theirs at 99 for a certain reason. Um, but that also keeps the reservation place in line and that's where the order is going to be uh, placed in for them. So anyway, um, but yeah, so we have 17 original Bronco orders. Um, currently how many we have, I think we have about a hundred not scheduled. If I remember right. The call to see about making switch. Um, yeah, I wish you, I, now I have heard uh, stories where people said that they've moved, um, while their vehicle was on in, on order and that they were able to get theirs moved from one dealership to their local dealership when they moved. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I think it has to be an unscheduled order, but that is something you may be able to be attained. Um, now, what they might have done in that case wasn't that they actually moved the order from one dealer to another. What they probably did was they added a drop ship to the dealer close to them, more than likely, which is a courtesy delivery. So that's still, they probably had to purchase it from the other dealer. Uh, all right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, yeah. Don't forget to add that at Law MacArthur before it so I can see it because I'm not looking through all of the, the uh, comments here. I'm not that fast of a reader. All right, so Anthony said, how long from ordering to delivery are you estimating for Bronco Sports? Um, that's really hard to, to determine. We had, in fact, we had somebody that ordered in October. Uh, they ordered a Badlands with a couple packages back for several months. A lot of those were constrained, so that's why his order wasn't looked at. And it was finally scheduled, and I think it's scheduled to be built here this next, this month maybe, I think, or maybe next month. And so, you know, his has, has been sitting there for almost eight months. Uh, so it really depends on what you, how you build it, um, what trim you build or what trim you request and things like that, uh, more than, uh, more than about anything. But, um, you know, Bronco sports, one of those that can get scheduled a lot quicker than the Maverick, um, probably, you know, we're telling people about three to six months and we're just, we just don't know. So we're just telling people, most people on most models, you know, four to six months, you know, Bronco, we're telling them it could be a year on a lot of those people. Mavericks, uh, the same way. It could be a long time. Uh, some of the models, uh, you know, escape. Here, let me look at the list here. I can tell you some of these models, they'll schedule pretty quickly, depending on what it is, just because um, it's, it's not as popular of a model and there's not, you know, as many orders in. But like Mustang's going pretty quick. Um, Bronco Sport is it's kind of in the middle. It's not quick, but it's not as long as some others. Edge, Escape expedition usually explore um those uh, ranger usually but rangers actually been a hit and miss um those are usually models that can get scheduled pretty quickly um, once support orders put in so uh, and keep in mind too um dealers allocations they're um when they get they're chosen how many allocations they get for each month that snapshot of what that number is is based off of 
is taken on the 15th at the previous month. So for us, for June allocations, they did a what they call a snapshot on May 15th. So on May 15th, they look and see what orders we have, what COVP approved orders we have, and then they based allocations for June on that picture on the 15th. And then I think what they're doing is doing they're doing another one later. They're starting to do one. I think here pretty soon they're going to start with a new policy on some of the other ones. Some models, if they're OTDs of what the dealers call OTDs, and some models are OTDs and some aren't, then they're able to do another snapshot like right before they do uh, previewing uh, for the month. And so that's how that's dictated. So really you're going to look at getting that order in by the 15th of each month. So see that 15th of August, if that's the day they're going to open it up, maybe that's, that's why they're choosing the 15th. They're going to take that snapshot you know, by then, or at least by September 15th, you want to have that order in by September 15th. So for us on the Maverick, when it was first launched in June, they took a snapshot of, on July 15th for the early orders. And they did another one August 15th. So August 15th, we had 165 orders at that time. I remember that number uh, from back then. So um, that's little getting getting a little deep into how the th how things work um but as you can see um, getting that order in and getting it approved just like we're talking with elijah here where he had that order and i didn't finish up talking about that but he had the order submitted october 14th and they said the enrollment date was 11 4 and he didn't know what that meant i says well what that meant was that was the day they actually submitted the paperwork into the rovp rvp system so they waited three weeks to put his order into ROVP. We do ours the same day. Um, anyway, but so his was submitted. Well, the dealer didn't look to see that it got approved. It wasn't approved. He wasn't getting scheduled. He finally, I told him, I said, contact your dealer and see if they can show you the approval for your ROVP. So he got with them and they looked at it. They finally, you know, I showed him the instructions on how to find it. The dealer looked at that and saw that it was on hold. And so they looked and it was like, I can't remember what it was for, either a blurry photograph or something. They fixed that and then they got the approval on 531, which is after the 15th. So now his won't be, again, that snapshot's on the 15th. His order won't even be looked at for possibly scheduling until July. So hopefully, since it was ordered in October, he does get scheduled in the month of July. But he's got one month shot when he's been sitting and his order's been there and could have been looked at for several months, but the dealer didn't get it approved. So it's very important that that gets done correctly, um, but that's just an example there. All right, so Robert said, any thoughts on when there will be an escape plug-in hybrid with all-wheel drive? Um, you know, that's a great question because I don't look at the plugins very often, and I know you can get all-wheel drive hybrid and escape, uh, plug-in, maybe, is that just front-wheel drive? I don't know. If, if, uh, if Johnny's in there, he probably knows, because I know that they uh, ordered a escape hybrid, or a plug-in, I mean. Come on. There we go. All right, so for plug-in, there's an SE, SEL plug-in. We'll look at SEL see what our options are for drivetrain yeah just front wheel drive so um which you probably knew that sorry i'm just taking the time to tell you something you probably already knew but yeah it looks like front wheel drive i don't know maybe uh they're you know testing that out so um or a plug-in version for all-wheel drive that would be nice as well so i have no idea though 
Maybe we'll see that for the new 23 is a, an, another uh, upgrade there. Okay, what do you do if your dealer has you at a priority 19? Um, as long as everybody else at your dealership is a priority 19, that's not a negative necessarily. Um, we just always put ours at 10s because um, we had, you know, we had a company that ordered a bunch of vehicles, a bunch of Mavericks, and we put theirs at, at 12. And we put all of our other customers at 10. So basically what that means is that if you have someone else, someone at with the exact same order as yours, but they're a 10 and you're a 19, they're going to look at the other 10 before they're going to look at the 19. But if everybody's is at 19, then it's, they're going to get the even chance, right? So, and I think, um, yeah, West actually put, uh, commented up here. Uh, make sure you're spelling Law MacArthur correctly. Uh, you can see it. Uh, well, I guess I don't have it anywhere on the screen anymore. <laughs> but Law MacArthur, uh, L-O-N-G-M-C-A-R-T-H-U-R. And make sure that at sign is right, or that L is right after the at sign. So I did miss a couple up here. So let me go back up to a couple here. It says, have you done a video describing the various Ford extended warranty options? I have not. Um, that is not something that I get into. Maybe I can. Um, and every dealership will be a little different because we have Ford extended warranties and we use Ethos, which is a company that we work with. Every dealer has some other different warranty companies that they also work with. And sometimes uh, those warranties are different. So that's why, you know, I haven't really done anything on warranties and such, but I can look into that. All right. So West also said is lightning reservation to order uh, notification based on the reservation date, the dealer or both. Is it moving low to a, okay. Um, so they're going to look at the timestamp first. So they're going to look at that reservation first. Um, I believe that they're going to do that before they look at maybe what dealer you're with. So if, you know, we have, we're a dealership that has, you know, 140 uh, lightning reservations, um, you know, we're going to get a certain number of allocations. But if there's a dealer that has 800, like I talked to a person that's, that switched over from their dealership to us and they have 800 uh, um, lightning reservations, they're probably going to get more allocations and probably they have more orders earlier than we do on some of ours. So we do have, we have a lot of people that switched over to us that are real early, like the first 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, um, you know, right there. And so we have a lot of those. Um, so we, we end up getting five because we had a couple people transferred over that already got an invite. Um, but I think, you know, I think it's more important that the timeline of when you reserved than what dealer you're at and where that, how many allocations they're going to get. Cause I think they're based, they're going to base their allocations based on the timestamps. So I do think Ford is trying to go in order. And so if they go down and let's say this next order is with this dealership, but the next order is with another dealership, then they're going to give them allocation them and they're going to keep going down. I, I believe, I like to believe that's the way they're doing it, but who knows for sure. All right. Any next question? Any, um, all right. So moving on down, make sure you use that at, at Law MacArthur helps me out. Whoa. All right. So John said my, make sure I miss any others. All right. So John says my build date changed again, but delivery date is the same. 725 build, 731 deliver. Salesman didn't know why. Any thoughts? Um, they probably just have not updated the ETA. Usually what happens if a build date gets moved, they'll change the ETA to unknown or to be determined um, on a lot of those. Um, su surprising to me that you have a 731 ETA for delivery, but you still have a 725 build date. Um, that's a little weird. Uh, normally it'll give you a, a TBD. Uh, so anyway, not sure on that. So it'll probably update eventually. 
All right, so Rodney says, hi, Tim. I received my shipping shipped email from Ford ETA a week of July 3rd. Cool. Uh, are these ETAs pretty accurate? I think they're pretty close. Um, I would venture towards the last day. Like, shouldn't. Even I am excited about getting vehicles. My wife is needing to get updated to her, her expedition. Uh, we've, of course, it was built on the on March 28th. A lot of you that watch the live stream have known that. And every single day, I go in here and I look up my order. And every single day, it hasn't been updated since March 29th. But the ETA still says June 23rd to June 29th um, because it says it was released from the plant. It was released, it says, March 29th. Um, we, I do not have any idea of if it actually left and would put on a rail because I have no rail car number. So I don't even know if it got put on a rail for still sitting there. I have no idea. I haven't gotten an update. But my ETA is saying January 23rd to the 29th. I'm expecting the end of the month. Uh, 23rd is in two days. It could be in Kansas City. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell. But I think those dates are pretty accurate uh, to that. Um you know, what's really funny is originally when mine was produced waiting on a chip, they actually put an ETA of July 4th, 28th to the 24th, to the 4th. They could have been real accurate right there because it could be July 4th before it comes in. Who's that? Who knows? But anyway, so that's how that that's usually works. I, I think those dates are pretty accurate, but I will say it's taken an extra week. Uh, it seems like for our, ours in Kansas City when it gets there. So I would, you know, if you have that window, usually you have a window like this one is the 23rd to the 29th. I'm not expecting anything before the 29th, um, just just so you know that. So that's the way I kind of look at it. But I think the windows are pretty accurate once it's actually shipped out. That's why I say don't trust those numbers until it's actually left. Once it's left from the factory and it's been shipped out, then I think those ETAs are pretty accurate. So, or they should be. Now, now there are some situations where things happen, um, like in Kansas City when it gets off the rail. Like usually, the rail system is pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. It usually gets to the, the um, to the different places. Like for us, it's Kansas City. Um, but sometimes in Kansas City, things happen. They get bogged down. There's delays there, and sometimes you know that can change that date. But um, if things go smoothly, I would say between in that end of that window is probably where you'd be looking. I uh, received my ship uh, shipped email for okay. Yeah, answer that one, Super Dave. How big a part uh, do allocations play in scheduling? Um, yes, allocations are um, you get a number of allocations. Like for us, we have 20 Maverick allocations, so that means they're going to schedule 20 of our vehicles. So, allocations is how many vehicles will get scheduled for you that month. For future build dates so uh, i ordered an october from a small town dealer and wonder if i might have been scheduled already if i'd gone with a higher volume one it is really hard to tell uh i think especially on the maverick i don't think that that was as big of a factor as it will be next year for 23. i think 23 is going to be a bigger factor uh, just depends on the dealers that got more orders for 22 like for us we have so many orders we already delivered you know over 200 mavericks you know uh, here at la macarthur and so if we next year they're going to look they're, they're going to consider that number as the basis of how many allocations a dealer is going to get in the future so that'll be a a, a big part in and getting more allocations next year i think for 22 a new model launch 
may not have been a factor. I know like Bronco, um, their original formula for choosing how many allocations a dealer would get and the percentage and number of allocations, a lot of it had to do with like how many Jeeps you have registered in your DMA was one of the factors, how many F-150s you sell and that kind of thing. Also, like when they did the Bronco Raptor, uh, that was, I think, part of the formula too. I don't know. I don't, I don't have... I don't know all that in, input on that, but I believe some of that had to do with how many F-150 Raptors that you sell, as well as how many Broncos that you took uh, reservations on and orders, I believe. So I think it, it, those two things were a factor into, into that. Uh, I do know on the Maverick, the original formula was on allocations was how many Escapes you sell, how many Bronco Sports you sell, um, Think maybe even rangers you sell it was all things that could take a, a customer that couldn't that normally may have been a, a you know uh, an escape buyer or a bronco sport buyer um or a ranger buyer that decided to go over to a maverick and so that's where they use that formula of those four allocations so if you sell a lot of those three models then that could affect how many maverick allocations you have i'm hoping from this next year it'll be the sales from 22 or a basis um, because that'll really help us up and our and help our customers out. All right, so Tim, I uh, all right, so Tim, I have received my shipping email from Ford ETA week of July third. Uh, in ETAs, pretty accurately, uh, yeah. And then uh, he said, uh, EcoBoost first edition all wheel drive uh, ordered August twenty eighth, shipped to Cincinnati. So yeah, I mean, I kind of mentioned that earlier. I don't know if it was yours that I actually read and just didn't scroll down. But <laughs> so yeah, it's just uh, and the dates are pretty accurate. So uh, just to clarify, uh, his RVP was approved uh, five thirty one. Yes. So um, just to clarify, because you might think, well, you couldn't submit RVPs after a certain date. They had submitted the information, the documents. So you once you put that order in, the order was submitted for that customer October fourteenth. And then the paperwork, the the signed documents, the signed order sheet, and the copy of the driver's license and buyer's order, those were submitted into the ROVP pay system on 11-4. Well, Ford then takes that information, they look it over and to approve it. And part of the approval process is, is that the name uh, at the bottom has to match up with the address on the order uh, as well as on the driver's license. So what could have happened was you know, I mean, there's several different things. We've had some that were on hold and didn't get approved because the driver's license was too blurry when we made the copy or the order sheet was too blurry or the order sheet was cut off or the name, um, the address we used was not the same address on the driver's license. We've had that happen. So we've had to have customers go in and get a new driver's license just so they could order a vehicle. We've had that happen before. We had one the other day where we had to submit the temporary driver's license with a new address on it so that they would approve it. Uh, so those kind of things. So what happened was the paperwork was submitted before the deadline, but it was on hold because it wasn't approved. But then once that's done, you still have the approval process. You can amend it and such even after that deadline, as long as the, the, the initial documents were in before the deadline, if that makes any sense. So yeah, it was May because they thought they had an approval all along and it wasn't until i i told the customer i said go to the dealer i would check and make sure you have an approval just to make sure and he did and it wasn't approved and so they did get it approved uh so um kudos to him there so and there you go elijah is in there yes so he answered it even though i took a long way to answer myself 
All right, so Anthony said, thanks for answering my questions earlier. Do you think Ford will implement the online ordering for the Lightnings for the 23 model year? Yeah, it'll still be the same system. So they've really gone to that for all EVs. So what'll happen on the 23 model year, just like 22 is, um, when it's time for your order, your reservation to be ready for an order, they will send you an email invite and that'll be sent to you to the reservation holder and it'll say you are now invited to submit your order and then you click on the link and you go in you make your order online so it basically looks it looked a lot like the build and price tool so real similar to that uh, so you go in click the link you go ahead and submit your order and then you submit it and then it'll tell you contact your dealer please well actually the dealers are notified but it's always a good idea to contact the dealer the dealer then has to go in and accept the EV order uh, through the EV portal. So that's how they're doing right now. That'll they'll probably be the same process for 23 and actually moving forward because they're wanting to go to, when they say 100% online ordering, that's what they mean. Not that, you know, because right now you can actually, if you get that and you go to the online portal and you're confused, you don't know what you're doing, you're nervous about it, you can have the dealer help you right now. And But you have to initiate that. You have to say, I want the, I want to take this offline and it allows you to take that order offline and go to the dealer and let the dealer submit it for you. But the dealer can't take that order and do anything with it until you have given them permission to go offline with it. So some of the articles going out where they say 100% completely online ordering, that's what they're talking about is being out to where the dealer can't even, you can't even work with the dealership to do it offline. You actually have to do it completely 100% online. So what we it's really easy like we can do with customers is uh, hey come on in you know we'll help you out you know you can do it on your phone whatever um we'll just we'll just help you run through it since we know what we're doing and so we can help them with it but allow them to do it online and then we can help them process through that um, because there will be people that aren't tech savvy that are confused but they want to order an ev vehicle if you do it 100 percent online that's difficult for some people to be able to go through and do um so but i know some people want to do it that way because they don't trust the dealers right so it's a shame. All right. But I think with the new rules that they're going to implement for uh, it won't start till 24, when they get those new rules implemented, you should be able to trust all your EV dealers. They should be the best dealerships in the country, in my opinion, because they said they're going to have to have strict rules and regulations. So they really should be the best, the best dealerships in the country should probably be the only ones that are able to take that. So the, the ones that have the best ratings, the best scores, the, the best process, those are the dealers that are going to have the best training, are going to probably hopefully be the only ones that are actually able to do these. So that's the hope, which we feel like we do that here. All right, Jordan said, uh, my ETA keeps getting pushed back since uh, May 31st in Canada. Apparently no trucks available to bring mine to my dealer from Toronto Rail Yard. That is a common theme. So hearing that a lot. So Claire asked, um, and... Sorry, Jordan, that that's happening to you, um, but uh, we've had that happen on some of ours, um, but so it, that is a problem right now. Uh, Claire said, hi, Tim. If my 22 Maverick order gets pushed to 23, can I move that order to your dealership? No. Um, you cannot. Um, from my understanding, you can't move an order from one dealer to another. Um, you just have to order a new one, so... All right, make sure I missed the missing thing. 
All right. Sean said, if uh, if I don't get a scheduled date by August 15, uh, would I be able to change my trim or add like all-wheel drive where now you can't? Um, we assume so. We don't nearly know yet how that's going to work. And really until we go into one of the orders that's been moved that moved for 22 to 23, we don't really know how that's going to affect it. They should give us information on, hey, if you make these changes, it'll change the price protection or it'll change the order date. Don't do these things. They'll let us know those and I will make sure I communicate to you guys. I'll be doing videos when these come out. So be checking our, our YouTube channel because I, I will be going through and making sure you guys have all that information. Of course, we'll talk about it on live streams too. Uh, but when we get closer to that, we should know some information. We've been told order guides will be available before the order banks open up. So we're crossing our fingers on that because one of the things we'd like to provide at the events that we have here, the Maverick event, or people that want to order with us on the 13th, that they that we can we can have the order guide there and we can kind of talk about them, you know, hey, here's here's what we know and da da da, and how do you want to order it and actually take uh, take the orders so we can have them ready so that that next Monday we can just submit orders for those customers. So uh, we're, we're hoping we're able to do that. We've been told that order guide should be available before then, uh, so we hope so. All right, Chris said, I have a question. If the dealer wants me to pay uh, the higher invoice price and give me the difference as a rebate from Ford, I know the dealer should, be, should get it, uh, but if they refuse, what should I do? That's a hard one. Uh, sounds like the dealership's not very educated in that process. I'm assuming you're talking about the price protection. Um, so price protection is automatically done. So Ford will automatically reimburse the dealership the difference from the price increase from when you ordered. The dealer doesn't have to. It's not a rebate that they're going to get, it's, and it will not go to the customer. It will go to the dealer. So they're not doing that correctly. I have some information on that. Uh, you can always email me, guy at gmail, and I can get you that information. But um, you can always try to – I've had some customers that have taken the, the some of the documents that I have and some of the pictures and have taken in and shown the dealers, and that's worked for them. And they go, oh, because sometimes it's just an uneducated dealer that doesn't know how to do it. And so they've been able to take some of those documents, and it's been able to help them. And once they realize, oh, okay, well, that's how you do it, or them reaching out to their Ford rep, which is where I got this information was from our Ford rep that um, that gave us the information of how to process that. So dealers should the Ford reps are there to help the dealers. You know they're 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 the middle person between them and Ford corporate, right? So I mean we have a great Ford rep. Most Ford reps are great Ford reps. Um, it's just the dealers don't contact them for questions. Just try to they try to assume and don't realize that. And it, it, all they have to do is make a phone call to their Ford rep. The Ford rep can help them, and they can answer those questions for them. Um, but some of them don't do that. So Ford rep, uh, tell them to, you know, hey, can you contact your Ford rep? Maybe they can help you. Um, here's some information I have. And it, some dealers are willing to look at that and listen to you. Some dealers are adamant that they know what they're doing, that they're just the, the be-all, know-all, and they won't listen to you. And in that case, there's not really much you can do. So... So it is a four dealer can, in a sense, do what they want. I've even heard stories where four dealers have, of, I won't go into those stories, but that's negative. We don't need to talk about negativity, right? All right. So Tim said, uh, Tim McDonald here said, since the lightning order uh, invite comes from Ford um, and not the dealer, can we change dealers when we get the uh, invitation to order? What are the implications? Yes. So when the email comes in 
uh, for your reservation to switch to order. Your email will say it is time to 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 uh, switch over and or to order your vehicle. If you'd like to switch dealers, now is the time you can do that. And it actually tells you that. So you would want to switch your dealer before you go in to order your vehicle. So um, at that point, if you pull that, you call your dealer and say, what are you going to price it? Are you going to do MSRP? What's your dealer fee and all that? Uh, hopefully you're doing that ahead of time. If they decide they're going to go 10 grand over, like we've had two, not three people actually transfer over to us because the dealer decided to mark up after they took the reservation, um, then they switched over to us. So at that point, you call Ford's customer support line, 1-800-334-4375, and then you can switch it over to another dealership. You just, you'll just you need your reservation number, which, which should be in, in, included in that email. Then once I get switched over to that new dealer, then you go in there and submit your order, and it's with the new dealer. So that's how that would work. So you can't do that afterward. I do actually have a video on that process and what you can do. I, I believe I did a video on um, my order and that you could switch over. So, all right. Uh, there we go. All right. So we got another question here. Are there any advantages if our Maverick gets pushed to 23 things other than new color choices? I believe there'll be some new packages. Some I, I believe there's going to be a sport appearance package. Um, I believe there'll be, you know, there's always a few changes. Um, there could be some things that are now become standard. Um, more than likely, price there could be price increase, but if you're already locked in, um, but you should be able to, there are going to be some things that will change. We did see that with Bronco, you know, when uh, they switched over from 21 to 22, we saw some new colors that were available. And some people are like, oh, I'm glad I got pushed to 22 because now I'm going to get that new eruption green. And so a lot of them chose that eruption green. So they're glad that theirs got pushed from 21 to 22 because they got a different color. So, um, but there's be some different packages, I believe, and some things like that. All right. On tank. Is that how you say it? On tech? Uh, is it possible to receive a build date and no window sticker? Um, well, you will receive a build date. You will get a VIN number, but that VIN number will not allow you to pull up a window sticker until it gets sent to the plant. So once the vehicle, they get the status sent to plant, uh, then that's when the window sticker becomes available. So um, because what happens is that VIN number is sent to the plant, the plant prints the window sticker. So that window sticker then becomes available digitally for you. And then you can view the window sticker. So if you have a VIN number, but you put it in and you're not able to see the window sticker, that's common. Usually about a week before your build date, you'll be able to view the window sticker at that point in time. All right. So Roy said, uh, what kind, Tim, what kind of effects are the carryover 22 Mavericks not built going to have on allocations for 23 orders? Um, so let me see if I understand what, what, uh, what kind of effect are the carryover 22 Mavericks that aren't built going to have on allocation. So um, basically um, the new model year will receive allocations monthly, just like we do now. Um, you know, what'll happen is those 22 orders will take because of the date, you know, if it has a similar build that they can schedule, they'll schedule the 22 before the 23, the original 22, right? Um, it'll still be a 23 order, but they'll see that date as being before a new 23 order so it'll go first but allocations um we won't receive any more allocations because it's only what they can handle right so that won't change you know the production and how many they can produce in that particular month they're scheduling for for 20 and for the 23 models that won't change um so the allocation system in a sense won't change any they're just going to going to hopefully try to pull that 22 the original 22 order and, and give them priority over a 23 if that makes sense 
and all of the they won't schedule a vehicle to be built because my other assumption was that maybe you were thinking maybe one that's been scheduled but not built they won't schedule anything that they can't know that they can't build by the end of october or that october uh, build out date so they're only going to schedule that way so just so you know that all right is it deke uh, have you have we heard anything about Ford expanding the Hermosa plant to increase Maverick production? I have not heard that. Um, and I think what will happen eventually is I don't think they really thought the Maverick would be in this high demand. They thought probably thought it was going to be, you know, the same demand as the Fusion, which is what was built there. And so they thought that would be that would be that work fine and they'd have it. Um, if this, I mean, right now there's a high demand, but it might even out to where that's all the orders they get, you know, F-150, you know, they make so many, they need it for two, uh, several different plants. So what I'd love to see is maybe there's another plant that can help order, uh, build those, or maybe they give the entire plant to Maverick and move Bronco Sport to something else. But since it's the same chassis, they won't do that. Um, uh, but it's, it's hard to tell. Um, so all right, Dale says, if I have a VIN, will my Maverick be built before mid-October? Yes. Should be. <laughs> yeah, it will. Um, if you have a VIN, then it can it has to be built as a 22, and it will be built. So even if, you know, a lot of people are nervous because they're seeing their build dates get moved into August, but they're getting moved into August. They're not getting moved clear to October. So you don't have to worry. If you have a VIN right now, it will get built this summer it'll get built probably by the end of august surely the ones that are scheduling now will be built you know august september you know so um they will be built you have a vin number it's gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna schedule a vehicle and give you a vin number uh, that vin number is dedicated to that model year so it has to be built for that so um that's how that should work so all right any more questions all right Lighter topic giveaway idea windshield sunscreen with Maverick logo. Actually, I have um, someone that's um, I think we're working on a giveaway. So I want to work. Oh, I need to I need to remember to do that. So maybe I'll have Sarah help me with that. But um, I did talk to aftermarket. I think we have an idea for a giveaway for next week for the Maverick. So um, come back next week. So I think we'll have something for you. So. All right, make it known to Tim Bartz. Uh, Claire, it's important, Tim will address. Um, yeah, did I miss something? Uh, well, that's weird. Uh, I just asked if we could change the dealer if it rolled over 23, he said no. Then, question, uh, then last question, you said yes. Okay, we were talking about two different models. So a reservation is different than an order. So, so I know what you're talking about there. So uh, Claire, an order once you have submitted an order with a dealer the dealer owns that order it might be for you but the it's the dealership's order so like in our system and our webdo system i have you know we have 200 maverick orders a dealer can't take one of my orders right that can't be transferred to another dealer but a reservation like on a lightning um, you had to put in a reservation that's saying, hey, I want to reserve. I would like to order a, um, a Lightning as soon as I'm able to. So a they put in a reservation online and, and requested that they want to buy a vehicle. Um, that is different than an order. So a reservation's put in, and then Ford will say, okay, I'm, we're ready for you to order. So then that, that person is able to switch the reservation over to a dealer before they order. Once they've ordered then the order can't be moved. So hopefully I explained that well there. Um, 
it sounded good in my head. <laughs> all right, uh, MD Buck, I uh, have all of the Llama Carter 22 Mavericks first gen orders been built. When you say first gen, do you mean first edition? All of our first editions have been scheduled, haven't all been built, um, but we still have 222 Maverick orders. Um, I think you mean first editions. Uh, all of our first editions have been scheduled. Uh, in fact, I think we, they were all scheduled last week, the week before, or last month, or month before. So, all right, Patrick said, do you know when they are going to schedule Ranger Lariat again? Um, Ranger, well, did, did I mention that this week? They are scheduling Ranger this week, and they didn't specify trim, but they should be scheduling Ranger this week. So. All right, I caught up on all the questions. My mouth is really dry, though. Clarence has a good idea. I'll have to remind him of that. So, yeah, we are going to get some things uh, for the um, – somebody suggested the, um, the tailgate struts um, for the Maverick. Um, so I think we're going to get some different accessories that we're going to give away uh, for um, for the live stream. So I t actually did talk to Blake. I said, hey, that the, that went really well. Uh, you know, what I'd like to do is one week we present the giveaway, the next week we give it away, and then the, the week after we – so we'll do two giveaways a month is the thought. So every other week we'll get – we'll actually, you know, show what's given, being given away and you have the, that that week and then – and such so i don't think we'll give something away each week but a couple a month i think we can uh we can do maybe i can reach out to some vendors maybe i can have them reach out and say hey we want to do some giveaways would you be able to provide something so we can do it weekly we'll work on that all right so uh speculator he became a member welcome to the law macarthur crew uh, don't forget to check out some of our, our most recent uh, video that's in there. It uh, actually tells you a little bit about what you get as membership when you first become a member. So you want to make sure you send us your mailing address. All right. All right. Bob said, uh, Tim, can I order Maverick accessories from your parts department and have them shipped to me? Yes. Um, if they are big, they cost for shipping, though. So just keep that in mind. Um, but, yeah. Um, you know, our guys in our aftermarket just call the dealership and ask for the aftermarket department or the performance department, and uh, they can. So you can get, uh, you know, of course, you can also order some of those things on Ford Accessories too, accessories.ford.com, and have them delivered to your local dealer if you want or to yourself. I would I would recommend doing it to yourself, not your Ford dealer, um, because I've actually heard stories where uh, they had it shipped to their Ford dealer, and the Ford dealer ended up selling it <laughs> to a customer instead of uh, reserving it for them so they went in to get it and it wasn't there so um but yeah you can get them from us if you want and we can ship them to you i know some of the ford accessories like if you're in like certain states you're not able to order um through ford accessories um, but you could contact us and we can order it and ship it to you now we would have the shipping cost though so keep that in mind right now so and i think there's a big deal right now on a 20 percent off through Ford Accessories right now. Um, but again, like we had somebody that wanted to get a bed cover um, and that was gonna cost us like, an, you know, quite a bit for us to ship the bed cover from here to them. So uh, you'll wanna keep that in mind. So, and Eli, welcome. 
So, yep, you're the one I think we were talking about your order earlier. So, welcome. Thanks for becoming a member here. Appreciate it. All right. So, Vol said, can Mrs. Bartz print uh, durable lettering on the Maverick uh, for the Maverick tailgate on her Cricut? Uh, just an idea for the future. I don't know. Not sure about that. Maybe. Um, you know, it's, it's the same vinyl you get like a Walmart <laughs> or whatever. So, I don't know. I don't know much about it. Uh, she did make the, uh, I don't have one of those tumblers. She did make, you know, for some of the tumblers that we make. And I'm sure you uh, you got one. But, um, <clears throat> so I'm not sure about that. But I know there's a lot of different places online that aren't too expensive that have the lettering. Um, but um, that is something. Oh, you're probably thinking for, the, for a giveaway. I do have some things I probably could give away. But I kind of, they're exclusive to the members. So I want to leave those for the members and not, you know, and not give those away. So. Um, but we have some things that we probably could do. So, all right. All right. Um, and then uh, the 305 hauler. Thumbs up there. Thank you. Thank you. I know you come out a lot of our videos. I appreciate it. Usually I think you like, you watch the live stream after we're done. So it's nice to see that you're able to jump in here before we, uh, we got done here tonight. <clears throat> Any other questions? 54 degrees in winter. It's still raining outside. So I really don't want to go home in the rain. So we could sit here and talk for a little bit <laughs> if you guys want to. Uh, I had several people that commented on, on the video last week that says, I'm not going to sit and watch a, a two hour long video. You know, just give me the breakdown of what you talked about. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, an hour and a half was just answering questions and talking to the community. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you can always go to the timestamp. That's why I, I, I kind of made sure that, you know, you guys know about the timestamp so that you guys can check those out uh, and move around the video all you want to. But I'll sit here and uh, answer your guys' questions. Uh, as long as you want here so uh i love this the the group the, the group that comes and watches this live with us is such a great group you guys i don't get a chance to always read the chats in here i should i should do that you know every night or go in and read that because you guys it's such a great community i know ridgeview always tells me you know how uh, how great the community is and you guys are talking to each other there and helping each other out too um, when i can't sometimes so that's that's great so all right, so somebody said, Tim, FYI, I wasn't able to get the rail car number uh, with my Bronco uh, in it, uh, but I did call the customer 800 number, and the rep was able to tell me my Bronco is offloaded at Blue Island, Illinois. Good. There's an island in Illinois. I'm just kidding. Um, that's awesome. So good. So we know it's we know it's close. So yeah, mine. See, it happened on my Bronco. So when, on my Bronco, mine, I, I got a... a, a a email saying that it would left it's it's been shipped out right and so i looked in the vehicle visibility screen for us as dealer and there was no rail car number i said okay well it says it was there and that was the last thing you know every day for like three weeks no status no status same things happening to my to my expedition i think the system is just out to get me <laughs> it just wants me to just just you know be yeah, at suspense, but I got nothing. And then four weeks later, it showed up at the dealership, and the only notification was that it was released at the plant. And then four weeks later, it arrived. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm kind of hoping the same thing's going to happen with the expedition. There's been no update since March 29th. Uh, so I'm just kind of hoping, and that the same thing's happening here, where it's actually on in route, and they just didn't get it checked off so that I could check it. So, oh, it's kind of hard. It's hard to tell there.
All right, so let's see. Uh, my my truck got pushed back a few more times. Oh, that's step too bad. Now, 10 of August 21st. That's a that's the furthest out I've seen. I've seen the 15th, but I haven't seen the 21st before. Uh, taking these delays. Ford didn't say anything, but that's uh, your topic tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, I think probably there is you probably have a hybrid. So I, I assume it, it's a Maverick. And I think what they're doing is they're, they're spreading those hybrids out for production because they know that they can't get the battery. So I'm, I'm hoping that when they have the two weeks that they're off, that they're closed, that they can start getting those in in those two weeks so that they can maybe move those dates back up. Um, that's my hope. So we'll just have to see uh, how that goes. But, um, you know, that's that's the big that's what I've heard is that there's a delay with the hybrid batteries. Actually, they, they told me there's a de delay with the hybrid vehicles. My assumption is batteries, but it could be brake boost or the regenerative braking because those that's different than the gas. It could be either one of those. It couldn't. It may not have to do with the batteries necessarily. I don't know. So thoughts on a Maverick Tremor or maybe ST. Um, been seeing articles uh, on a Maverick. I you know I know we've seen some different things with you know lowered and such. I don't think we'll see an ST. We don't see an ST Ranger or an ST F-150. So I I know it's a great you know smaller truck to, to do that with, but I think they're going to leave that for aftermarket. I, I, I believe instead of an ST, uh, you know, I believe maybe maybe a trimmer, you can uh, a trimmer package, um, something like that. But I don't think we'll see a I don't think we'll see an ST. That's just my opinion, but. All right, so Alan said, uh, so when the order banks open, is there anything I need to do with my dealer and could I change my order number? Um, so you're saying with my dealer. So, okay, can you change the order number? So the order numbers, I can actually change an order number on any of our orders right now if I want to. I can go into any of them and change the order number. The order number is actually given by the dealer and can be changed. So um, here's a here's a, an instance fact my lightning when i reserved it online ford gave it a number it, they gave it a four digit number i went in once we accepted the order and it showed up in the webdo system i changed that order number to my t01b because that's the number i like to have so that way when i go to t01b i can see all my orders in one place um and so I was able to change the order. So order number can be changed at any time to, it's usually a four digit number. We have a certain system that we use. Uh, we do have one of our sales guys that does fleet business that he puts his own orders in. Uh, he likes to use his first initial and he has the, the other three numbers. He actually keeps track of all his so we know what number's next. Um, some of the, the, the managers put in the orders for the other salespeople and we like to use the first letter of their first name and the first letter of the last name as the first and last digits, and we use a number in between. Um, T-O-1-B, get it, 10 Barts. Um, so that's typically how we do that. So we can look at an order and go, well, that's for uh, Derek Stitham. Well, that's for, um, you know, and for a while, we didn't even think about it for a second, but we were putting Derek Stitham and Derek Darren Smith's orders in the same way. And so they didn't know whose was whose. So we had to change one of the sales guys to a different letter just to be able to tell that. We do the same thing with one of our Darren's. Um, so as well, and because of his, uh, because he is, um, related to someone here too, with the same initials. So we, uh, we make those changes, but that's kind of the system that we use. Some dealers just may use a, a four digit letter or, um, 
code, you know, every dealership I can usually when somebody shows me, Hey, can you look at my order? And I, and they give me an order number. I can look at it and go, you didn't order that with us because I know our system. Um, and so I know that. And so they're like, well, no, I have with somebody else. Well, I can't look up another dealership's order, but, um, so that can be changed. Um, and what'll happen is when they, when they switch those over from one, uh, model year to the next, the order usually, I know what they did on Bronco is they duplicated the order. So they took that order. They made that same order as a 22 from 21 to 22. So on Maverick, they'll do a 22 order. They'll duplicate as a 23 and then tell you to go into the unscheduled 23s and make any changes based on the new configurations, the new order guides, and make your changes to your orders. Um, what they do is they duplicate it as a priority 99. And then dealers will know then, hey, here's all the ones I haven't made the changes for for that customer. They communicate with a customer. Here's how things have changed. There's some new colors. Do you want those new colors? Or, hey, your color is no longer available for 23. Or, hey, there's a change to this package you chose. It's, this package is different now. It doesn't include this, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so you kind of confirm things with them. And then you would say then at that point, you would then change that priority to 99 down to 10 to, to 19. Um, and then you would submit that order, and then now it is good and ready to be looked at for 23 scheduling. So, which that you know you have on those orders, uh, customer those customers will have uh, you know a good month before they start scheduling. So, orders will be be able to be submitted August 15th on a lot of those. Scheduling won't happen until the middle uh, until September typically. So you'll have a good you know month before you see scheduling start to happen to be able to make any changes to those orders. So it's not like it has to be done on that first day or anything. You're going to have time to change make any changes to your order um, because there's that order date is what's important. And so uh, as long as you're you are in there as a priority 10 to 19 by the certain the deadline for them to be previewed or the snapshot that's what's important and that's what they'll be looked at for scheduling so anyway had a couple of questions why i've been ranting on there hopefully I answered that question for you alan clay said what kind of de delays have there been for vehicles arriving at casey terminal um how much will delays add to our transition time um i've noticed about an extra week so um you know, we've had we've had a lot of vehicles for a while where they would show up in the, that first part of that, like that window, like mine says 23rd to the 29th. And we used to say, oh, 23rd, let's start looking for it. That's when it should start showing up. Now we're saying, let's look at the, that last day instead. So I've noticed it's been taking an extra week for us, sometimes two weeks. Uh, so just depends. We actually have a really good transport driver that we've had some good relationship with. So, um, and we're real nice to give him gift cards. We thank him for things. He's very appreciative of us and we're appreciative of him. And, uh, you know, so, you know, he's even worked a little extra hard. He, there's one time where he came and dropped off some, he says, yeah, you get a bunch of other Mavericks back there. He said, I'll go get them for you. And he, and he made another trip to Kansas city with a load and came back when he didn't need to, he wasn't scheduled to, to pick up a bunch of our vehicles. So, um, you know, so, um, but all right, so Vols said, I resist repeating your information on the Maverick Truck Club because people don't want to watch your entire outstanding presentation each week. I gave teasers only and lead people into the channel. You're welcome to do that. Um, you know, I have no problem with that, Mark. So you go right ahead if you want to. Um, and that does not bother me whatsoever. I mean, I'd love to have them watch the, the video, but uh, I like to put the timestamps in all my videos so people can move around and not feel like they need to watch a long video because I do tend to be wordy. 
and I just want to make sure people understand things. And so that's why sometimes I even go over it a little bit. Um, but I'm always trying to make timestamps. So if somebody wants to, you know, like if I'm talking about safety features in one of my videos and they don't, they don't care about the safety features, they know it's probably a safe vehicle and they want to just get to the, you know, in the exterior features, or I just want to look at the, the front or whatever, then they can kick, they can go to that timestamp and they can move forward. So it doesn't always help my videos, but I'm not putting those out there for, views and and such like that I, i'm putting it out there for information for everybody so if move, have move around on my video and it hurts the the time on my video or whatever that's not why i'm doing it i don't make sure my video is 10 minutes long i don't even look at that um that kind of thing but um so yeah feel free though if, if you want to go ahead and you know put some put those in there i'm maverick truck club you're welcome to if you want to take the time to do that um, but, uh, I do, like I told some people, uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll link them to where I start talking about the topic, which is, you can actually watch my video. You can go to that 30 minute timestamp and then there's a share button. If you share and you, there's a box that says started at this point, click that box and you share that link. It'll have a T hyphen and whatever the minutes are, it'll be listed there. You share that link and then it'll take them, they can start it right there. So, uh, that's what I typically do. If somebody want to know, Hey, I don't want to watch this whole thing. I'm like, well, I start talking about it 30 minutes in if you want to do that. Or here's the link where it is, where it starts. <laughs> so, all right. Enough of that. Why is the Kuga in your in the European market way cooler than the Escape here in the U.S.? Don't know. I think it's probably just what they feel like the people in Europe are looking for versus people in the United States. And that's their impression. Also, I think it's a different team that's putting together the, the design for the ones in Europe versus here. Um, it's my assumption as well. Um, but yeah, we're seeing that. We also are seeing like the Everest edition, which is similar to Explorer. Uh, that looks pretty cool as well over there. I wish that would come over to the U.S. So, all right. 305 Hauler says, yes, sir. Uh, Hybrid XL Maverick. Forgot to add that. Uh, no problem. Uh, you're always on top of things. I try. I try. <laughs> Ford gives us information. I, you know, every day when I come in in the morning, first thing I do is I go to Ford's website, dealer website. I look at the new the dealer bulletins, see if there's anything new for that date. I also go and look at the order guides, see if there's new any changes to any of the order guides. I look and see if there's a new order guide for the 23 model that showed up, that's popped up, like I have been every day on the expedition. Um, and you know, I, I go through that, and uh, so and I go to Webdo, see if there's any news updates on Webdo. I go into Ford's media, see if there's any new media articles that has been released to the rest of the media that I'd like to know too. So that's just stuff that I do. Not all dealers uh, do that and look at those. Um, what some dealers wait for is they wait for the Ford rep to give them the really hot topics or whatever. Because the Ford rep will, if it's really important, the Ford rep will send that to the, the general manager of the dealerships. Um, I don't usually wait for that because a, a lot of times by the time she sent that, I've seen it. Um, but anyway, so. All right, respectful. Uh, any word on production for F-150 Tremor? Thank you. So Tremor, let's look at that constraint. Tremors are a constraint. They are being built at a one to 2% of the, so if they're gonna build 100 F-150s, one to two of the 100 will be a Tremor. So that tells you how often they're scheduling those if that gives you any reference the black appearance package for the xlt is seven percent the lariat black appearance package is four percent the platinum black appearance package is one percent stx appearance package is two percent so it kind of gives you that you know if you have an appearance package 
or a tremor. It's hard to get those scheduled. By the way, max recline seat, zero. So, so you guys know you need to take those off. Tonneau covers is zero percent. The optional spray and bend liner is zero percent. Will uh, the wheel arch, the wheel well liners, which is uh, option 96L, zero percent as well. Those are the low numbers. Pro power on board, the 2.4 kilowatt. Well, I'm gonna go there because that's 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 basically what they put on the the uh, the power boost, right? But the power boost isn't constrained, so I don't know how they're figuring that. So probably, I guess the power boost is constrained to six percent. But there you go. Heated steering wheel, which is included in the 402, 502, to 701A, 801A, and 900A, sixteen percent. So if you have the heated steering wheel, that's kind of affecting you as well, a little bit too. There you go. Looking here. All right. Alan said my dealer has one number for multiple orders. Um, my dealer, my Maverick, will uh, most likely turn into a 23. Do I need to get with my dealer again to ensure my order is completed right? Um, if they don't contact you, yes, definitely. Um, you know, maybe give them some time, but um, yes, you know, once you know that has pushed over, I'll be telling you, keeping you updated on that. I know you watch uh, my videos a lot, um, and I will be posting videos on this, separate videos uh, from the, if something happens uh, and it's not Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, I'll be doing a video midweek, during the week, uh, if something breaks like that, and let you know that. So, um yeah, just just so you know that um, I'll be I'll be putting that information out for you, so you 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 know that. But so you uh, your dealer should contact you and say, hey, we need to update your order. But it's okay for you to contact them and say, hey, do I need to update my order for twenty three? So that kind of thing. And we do use multiple numbers. Like I said, I have right now. I actually have three orders that are in the order banks with that T O one B. They're not with the same model. Uh, if you use that number with the same model. That makes it difficult you know i have an expedition i have uh, a lightning and a maverick with that same number um to1b but they're different models so it's easy to dif differentiate those when those come in uh, so an order number can be used on multiple orders uh, if you do that on the same model which actually we have a couple of those it makes it very difficult especially if they have the same body code so a body code would be a, you know for the maverick is a, a w8e or w8f that WAF means it's all-wheel drive. WAE means it's front-wheel drive. So we can always go, we know if it's one of those, it's easy. Or if it's a different motor, we can dictate that, but it makes it hard. So hopefully you have a different number for different models, and we try not to do that really hard, you know, a lot. And we can actually, I don't know if they realize they can change the model, the order number after they've done it, because if they've noticed that they have duplicate numbers, even in our system, we could be changing those numbers. Uh, but since we submitted that with the paperwork we'd like to not do that i think on the lightning i was able to do that without any issues because um we didn't need to do the rovp or covp on the lightning whereas on the you know the the maverick we do so i don't know how if we change the order number that might affect that approval so we don't want to mess with that so all right anything else All right. We'll tell you the rain, I think, is 
stopped or slowed dramatically. So it is almost nine o'clock, so um, I don't see too many more questions here. But uh, thanks, guys, for hanging on. I still have 300 people or 290 or something still on here, according to my uh, little graphics here. So I do appreciate you guys for um, sticking with me this long and uh, chatting with me. I appreciate that while it's raining here. <laughs> um, but and thanks for all the questions and uh, some great questions tonight. And uh, the time just flies by when you guys provide some great questions and interaction in there. So thank you very much for watching the live stream. Hopefully uh, my topic was uh, uh, entertaining enough and uh, educational enough and I didn't spark negativity for Ford or, or anything that wasn't my Im implications or try to cause any, any ruckus or any negativity. But just a thought for us to send out there of you know, hey, let, let, maybe we can, we know that there could be a better system and maybe Ford could see that. So hopefully they took note of that and uh, not sure how many of them watched the live streams, but uh, um, I do hope that they, they see that and uh, hope to, it doesn't cost too much. I know there's some people on Maverick Truck Club that it kind of stirred them up a little bit earlier this evening. Uh, that wasn't my intention. That was just, just to, to get that thought out there. Uh, I know a lot of people have complained about the, the communication system and how that works. Um, Mine's more of once it gets scheduled or once it gets built, couldn't we be able to track it better? Maybe, I, maybe I'm thinking more about that because I have an expedition that's been there and I have no idea where it's at since March 29th. Um, and some of you will be in that same situation, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we can get a, a system that's done. And what angers me a little bit is, is that Ford charges dealers $10 so they can track our vehicles once they once they land on our lot to see where they're at on our lot and see if they're actually physically at our location. Because one of the things that Ford does is a, a dealer that if they floor plan with Ford, then they have to be able to track every vehicle that's floor planned on theirs. So, um, and what they used to do is physically come out to the dealership and go and want to see every single vehicle and where they're at. And if they're not here at the lot, you had to go and be able to show you why they weren't paperwork of where they're at and why they're there uh, or get them here. Um, so this is Ford's new system once COVID hit to where they didn't have to send someone out to do an audit, but instead they can look at the system and see every single one of our VIN numbers and stock numbers and exactly where they're located. Okay, well these here on your lot, but I noticed this one's over here uh, a mile away over at this other place. Well, it's over there because it's getting a spray and bed liner put in it. That's where we do that at. Or it's getting it's it's getting a you know a uh, a lift getting put on over there at that place, or or it's in Kansas City because it's getting you know leather put on. Um, but they charge us ten dollars so they can track our vehicles and know where they're at. Why can't we use that same system once the vehicle is built for us to be able to track where the vehicle is as well? On its way here and even if you want to give just the dealers access to that and then give them the flexibility of telling the customer okay well i can tell you exactly where it's located but i can tell you it's in kansas city or whatever that kind of thing or i can tell you okay it's on the rail and i can tell you it's hit this junction or that junction which you know if every vehicle gets done the vehicle history the vehicle, uh, vehicle visibility does that but like on mine it doesn't do that so that's if they're able to track the vehicles once it gets on the lot without us without us um okaying the embedded modem and everything then we should be able to do that once it's there as well so anyway i was just throwing that out there because i think it's that's something that's overlooked that could be provided to the dealer since you're using it for your own benefit right so anyway all right well thank you very much for joining live streaming last questions yes better tracking especially after it gets off the rail that would be great um knowing that like on mine i have no idea where it's at so it'd be really nice to know is it on a rail is it still in kentucky is it in kansas city i don't know and if it's in kansas city then i can say hey 
you know, can we can get ahead of this way? So a lot of times our Ford rep will help us out and allow it to, to come this way. So again, well, thank you very much uh, for joining me. Don't forget, most of you guys are already subscribed, uh, but if you're not, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget that the notification bell as well. Uh, I do appreciate that. Um, and don't forget to smash the like button if you haven't already. So hopefully you guys all did earlier in the video, but it does really help out the video. Um, and, and lets people know that it's something that, that is recommended to, to people that are looking for certain things, uh, that my videos are similar audiences. That like button helps out. It helps uh, promote that video out there too. So again, thank you very much. I appreciate all my members as well and hope you guys have a great week. Scheduling is happening this week. A lot of models are scheduling. So I hope you good luck on getting scheduled this week um, and come back next week and you can give us uh, some build dates. And uh, do remember, if you do have a Maverick, you may not get the email on Thursday. You can always call Ford Customer Support on Friday and they can look up your order or your dealer can tell you as well. So again, thank you for watching this. I uh, do appreciate it and we'll see you guys next week or maybe later this week in one of our escape videos. Thank you very much. Have a great day.